guys thanks so much for taking the time to do this it is an absolute pleasure and massive massive congratulations on the release of what is your phenomenal new album burning throne i saw a few days ago it reached a million streams on spotify which is simply at up it's gobsmacking considering how little a short time it's been out how are you feeling overall at this stage now it's been out for well over a week it's cool, man. Firstly, like, thanks for having us. Um, and yeah, man, it's cool. It's cool to finally have the record out. It's been like a long time kind of building up to it. So it's great. Just to, it's there. It's done. It's out in the world now. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I was in the car the other day and just listening to music and then Spotify did what Spotify does and just put on something randomly. And like a song came on and I was just like, it's so fucking weird that this just came on. Like, I've had it on a Dropbox for like over a year now. And then it just, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool, really surreal. As I said, those numbers are incredible, but alongside that, ultimately, maybe more important uh, to some degree is the actual reaction to it, whether it be comments, whether it be messages and stuff like the reviews and so on. How about that aspect of things? Have you been spending a lot of time in, you know, comment sections and finding out what listeners feel and what's the overall vibe you're getting? um review wise it's been really mixed which is cool do you know what i mean like it's it's polarizing which i'm stoked about <laughs> but yeah comment sections i had to stay clear of because everyone knows what comment section is like do you know what i mean it's been it's uh the comment sections have been not too bad this time normally in the past there's been a lot of um oh old acres is cool acres blah 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 and it's nice to see that there's not you don't really see that now mm, um yeah, for sure and it's it's kind of it's one of those things like it happened on the tour we did where on our headline run where we were like do you know what we're going to bring back some super old songs and it was really nice that no 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 one knew them which was great and they didn't go down well so it's been nice not to see that kind of comment and it's nice to see people appreciating it and kind of are enjoying that the band are back, which is great. And I've kind of always said that the beauty with this record is that Alex wrote most of it instrumentally and whereas and where he didn't with Lonely World, uh, but did with the older stuff, it's kind of caters to to the old and the new and new fans and i've always kind of heard the older acre sound in the new stuff as well which is which is cool which i think fans like so rather than having a dividing line as it were where you have the old fans and the new fans you kind of find that they're uniting to a degree around this record i think i think so for sure like like i said i can hear that when we were writing this it was it was cool because i could hear the older acre sound that alex wrote and i could hear that but at an evolved state of it. And I and I remember saying, like, I can hear the tinges of the old stuff, which is really cool, because I think even, the, like, the older fans who who always say, I prefer the, the older stuff, they're, they're going to like this. And I was excited for them to hear it. And, I, and, yeah, like I said, I think that's that's happened, which is great. 
or they're just sick of comparing us to the other stuff. <laughs> it's such a boring, blase, wet thing to say yeah. these days. Oh, I preferred you when you're older stuff. As if you don't evolve as a musician and oh, you know continue to change and so on. But particularly the bill for this release, at least from a listener, myself's perspective, has felt long. Perhaps longer than any other previous one i'm not entirely sure why maybe it's the quality of the single of the single releases and that was just creating more anticipation but from your perspective that slow build did you enjoy it but how did you handle the frustration after basically sitting up for so long yeah it was really really annoying like um i remember when we finished it and me and ben took it to the label and they're like yeah yeah we're gonna release this in like february we were like (laughs) what the fuck <laughs> but then yeah i think i think it did it did exactly what it they wanted it to do do you know what i mean built built the anticipation and um gave us enough time to let everyone know that like we're back and do you know what i mean like rather yeah. than just like oh here's a new single and then here's the record it was it was more like here's burning throne which sounds nothing like anything off lonely world and then here's hold on which kind of sounds like lonely world a bit and then into flames which doesn't sound like anything we've ever done before and then nothing which is like the heaviest track we ever released so i think it was cool to like give people a little bit of everything that they can expect and then obviously some of the songs that we didn't release are are another like nice little surprise so i think it worked out to be like the best thing to do but i remember when we spoke about it how frustrated we were Mm. I literally remember them saying like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do it in, like February or March or like March." It turned out to be obviously. Um, and I remember a few times just being like, "Can't we just push it forward?" Yeah. Like, can't we just drop it like November? And it was like, "No, just, just, just wait." <laughs> Believe in the strategy. That thing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take me back then to the early days of Inception, in particular, a vision. Did you have one for what you wanted the record to be? Um, and if so, what did that look like? No, none. Um, like writing, like when we started the writing process, it was like a very, very like unsure time to be in Acres because um, we said it a bunch of times, but our old guitarist, Theo, was like the main songwriter and he left. And then we... We carried on touring to see if 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 it was cool and it and it and it was. So mm. then it came to writing the new record, and I was a bit like, "Oh fuck, it's all on me now." Do you know what I mean? And then I I hadn't written on my own since like um, in sickness and health kind of era, because yeah, Theo just took took the reins and smashed mm. smashed Lonely World and stuff. So yeah, it was um it took a long time to actually start writing what is now the record there was was a bunch of demos and stuff but none of them were what we all envisioned you know what I mean I was just writing stuff for the sake of it just to try and try and get back into like the swing of things and just throwing shit at the wall and see what stuck and then once there's maybe like 15 demos I reckon Mm -hmm. and then um once Ben decided the like towards the end of that I think it was Burning Throne or My Everything Mm. or even no Feel Anything I think the first one was Feel Anything um and that's when 
it started after that. So once we got Phil and Phil anything down, um, that's when I was like, okay, I, I think I know where I want to go with this. Yeah, we. I think we going into this, me and Alex had, we were like total opposites of how we wanted the band to sound. I remember when, when Lonely Word was done, and I think we come out of the studio a couple of weeks. I was like, yo, I'm ready to write again, but I don't mm. want to shout anymore. I want to make this band like just a. a Poppy radio friendly uh, from where evolving on, from, on that side from where we were with Lonely World and then I'm glad we didn't and I'm glad we've kind of made the band a lot more ballsier than what it is um, and yeah like Alex said I think once we had got over that process of just the feeding out process of like how we wanted everything to sound we were it, it went pretty smoothly but there was no there was no grand scheme. We didn't ever sit down and say, cool, this is how I want the band to sound, which I think is great because I think it's really evolved and in, an, in a very natural way and doesn't sound like Lonely World, but it's still acres. So it's, it, was a, it was a cool process, but yeah, there was nothing, no full, mad full process into it. But there must have been a point. I mean, you describe um, almost like a light bulb moment where you realised, okay, this is this is what I want to write and this is where I want to go. But like, how then did you kind of encapsulate that into what you would eventually, what would become Burning Throne as a whole thing? You have these ideas, you know the direction you want to go in, but then squashing that down into what it became. Um, yeah, it was like, like, yeah, we found, we, we kind of like Alex said, there was about 15 demos and then we finally hit it with one and we were like, okay, cool. This is, this is cool. Cause a bunch of them were the, uh, the older ones were totally different. So we hit that. And then it was very like, we did a bunch of it over zoom and yeah, trying to squash it down. It was a lot of the writing was, well, all of the writing was done in the pandemic and during COVID. So mm. kind of covers a lot of topics about that. You can kind of, it's like a bit of a wave, the record, and you can kind of, especially from my point of view in the writing, you can kind of see where the the kind of the loneliness from COVID is setting in. And then you can kind of, you can, it's almost like a wave. If you listen to the songs, you can hear the different points of COVID. So there's a lot of subjects about that, but yeah, it's kind of all squashed into, into that. Yeah. I feel like the record is a lot heavier because mm. of how frustrated I was with being like secluded. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where like, I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to write something heavy to make myself feel better. Do you know what I mean? And then, um, and then Ben liked it. And then we just ran with it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I think people will still be quite surprised to learn even in as we hit the middle of 2023 as we head towards the middle of 2023 that of course the impact of COVID is still being felt today and uh, music you have are releasing now but any positives during those past few years the pandemic period do you think you were able to work it to your favour as much as possible in regards to time that it may have allowed permitted and stuff like that yeah, I think I think that was probably the only benefit of the pandemic was no one could do anything. Do you know what I mean? And it didn't feel like we were being left behind because a lot of bands were in the same position as us. So that was like that was probably like the only beneficial the benefit and having so much time as well, like having not having to work and 
being at home and just that there was no excuses not to mm. write do you know what i mean it's just like i'm either going to re-watch the office for the fucking 20th time or <laughs> gonna go upstairs and play guitar do you know what i mean like that's that's what that's what i was doing pretty much and um yeah i think i think it was it was great for being a creative but also really shit for being a musician do you know what i mean Mm-hmm. yeah it's cool like the, the positive for me and i've said this before like obviously old previous demos were done in studios i would write write them and then take them to the studio to demo and kind of wrap them off there whereas this time we couldn't do that so we kind of i got a setup like a mic i had to learn logic i had to learn how to record my vocals and how to kind of produce which was great because now i'm in the situation where i can do all the new stuff from home and send it to the boys and I know what I'm doing, which I never had a clue before. So that was a very cool thing for me, like learning that and now being able to do that coming out of it. It just makes writing so much easier. Well, it is, of course, amazing that you would pick up any new skills and have uh, the opportunity to write in a way that you've never before. And fingers crossed let's be honest you'll never have to experience again i suppose considering that considering you had so much time and you never will again will you do you kind of reflect on that period the writing for burning throne as just a, a unique period in acres history now i think so. yeah I, I think it's definitely a unique thing and then there's a lot of learning curves as well as well i think it kind of threw us in the deep end of writing because Nobody expected this to happen, so we're like, cool, so I guess now we're going to have to write an album. But it's, like, it's got me prepared and all, and kind of now I know, like, I want to be kind of prepared with writing and have stuff ready to go. That's kind of what something has taught me. Yeah, definitely. And and now that we can, like, me and Ben are, like, computer illiterate. Like, we're idiots. Like, everything, <laughs> everything is self-taught and it's all, like, learned over COVID and stuff, so now that we're at a point where we can write full demos together and i think the i think our fans can expect to not wait four years for the next one do you know what i mean <laughs> i mean it's incredible with that you've been able to take all of that and still apply it to as you move forward because lost skills like that would be really really unfortunate would you look at and say that ultimately particularly when you compare it to lonely world and the what you would have done the work on that now that these lessons are permanently ingrained as much into the makeup of acres yeah absolutely yeah i think um i think we've already started writing new material as well which is cool like um that's never happened before normally mm -hmm. we like, write records done let's just chill six months see see what songs go down the best see what the vibe that everyone's like preferring but now it's just like fuck it let's just carry on writing it doesn't matter like and that's never happened before so i think yeah i think that's super beneficial um i think we even started writing before the record had actually come out which is a first as well yeah i think you, when you when you like you get the bands that go to a practice room and 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 write and jam and where we've never done that you when you kind of heavily rely on one person to be bringing in the demos it's you get in that situation where you do get stuck and then it comes to the time and you're like oh fuck now we've got to write and like like we said we had to kind of teach ourselves again how to do that and mm. produce demos and 
yeah, no, that's great. And we know that that's not going to happen again. And it's also a really cool process that I'm heavily involved in the kind of the process of the instrumental side of it and, and have a say. Same with Alex and the vocals. So, I mean, and it's very close between me and Alex. We do everything together now, which is great because it's never, apart from burning front, never worked like that before. So it's a, it's a cool way in a way that I think we will stick to now. <laughs> Evolution as songwriters, evolution as a band that then reflects in the music that is put out there to the audience. Um, but also, I think, at least uh, from my perspective, you appear to be evolving as when it comes to expressing yourselves. Do you think it's getting easier to do that uh, the longer you spend in the Acres mindset? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that, like, obviously, as Ben said, where me and him are writing everything, you, we can portray everything we want to portray rather than mm. like if say if there was like another guitarist and I wanted to write like a, a, a moody sad song and they're like oh yeah I don't think this is the right one Do you know I mean? that's not going to happen now it's it's going to be like as genuine as possible to, to me at least you know what I mean and the same for Ben like obviously when we send it to the rest of the boys, like the demos and stuff, they can be like, oh yeah, this this could be better. But it's not like, there's no one in your way. Do you know what I mean? There's no one telling you that like, oh, yeah, I don't, I've, I'd rather do that song like this. Do you know mm. what I mean? So I think, I think like, yeah, being able to express myself as a musician has been super beneficial for me personally, because I haven't, being able to do that as the sole songwriter for a long time and not taking anything away from Theo, like our old guitarist, like he's still one of my really good friends and we talk just as much as we did when he was in the band and stuff. But I think he even said to me, like, if he, like, he thinks that what we've done is sick and it wouldn't have happened if he was still in the band. When you said uh, no one to get in your way, I, I kind of jumped up there because I was wondering, yeah, it's all good and proper, you know, the, the rest of the gang and their supportive and stuff. But what about yourself? What about your own mentality? How 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 better are you at getting out of your own way? Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty good at it. Like now, because obviously having to having three years to write a record. <laughs> Like that was the first, I think the first year and a half, like it was just me getting in my own way. Like I was, I was awful. Like I'd be, I'd write 30 seconds of music and hit up all the boys and just be like, is this good? Like, please tell me that this is good enough. Do you know what I mean? And now I just don't care. I just think that like, I'm going to get, I'm going to write what I want to write. And if, if they like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. And I just, I'm not going to hold on to something that I think is amazing if no one else does. Do you know what I mean? Like, because at the end of the day, it's like, everyone's got to be, like, behind it, not just me. Do you know what I mean? So, I think, I think we were quite lucky. Like, me and Alex, we were very honest with each other with how, like, if there was something he didn't like, he would just say, like, no, this isn't, I don't like this. And the same for me, then I say, no, I don't like this. So I think now, and the guys, the other guys, like, after a doing a lot of burning throwing, kind of trust my Alex's judgment. So we kind of just go with each other. And then I think we've got quite a good judgment of what the other guys are going to like also. Amazing. And going back to the album, sticking to Burning Throne specifically now, um, 
you can every other week it's a new favorite track off that album it's what changes it's impossible to do that however i'm quite interested if you guys have noticed if there's one particular track that you found listeners are taking to more than any other that maybe you didn't expect them to originally my everything is going is going down really well which i'm stoked about i love that song i think it's cool because choosing singles for this album was so hard because i obviously have my personal favorites but then when i was showing close friends and and family the record everyone was coming back with a different song they liked like someone was just like oh you need to make into flames a single my everything (laughs) and there was not just one and the cool thing was is there just wasn't like one or two songs which everyone was coming back like oh yeah burning throne and and hold on and blah 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 everyone had a different favorite song which i thought was great did you get into any debates with the label about singles, uh, them wanting a Pacific Song single and you guys wanting a different one? I don't think so. No, like, I don't think Only well, definitely. Like, I think I disagreed with our label on all of the singles they chose, apart from Lonely World. But this time, I think, I think it's all, everyone's been on pretty much the same page, which is cool because obviously, like, everyone put forward their, their four. <laughs> And they and there was some overlapping, but like no one was opposed to anything. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh yeah, we can't use that one mm. because it's not good enough. It was more like, okay, everyone else want like the majority want this one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There, there was a couple like I really wanted at one point the death of me to be a single, um, and stuff like that. So there was no made. There was just yeah, it's no major disagreements. Just a couple of people had different song choices. I think it's fair to say that ultimately pretty much every track could be released as a single. That's one of the kind of special things about Burning Throne overall is that any song could go out there and stand on its own two feet. Thank you. (laughs) Guys, we've reached the stage of the interview now where we throw 10 randomly chosen questions. They're pulled from about 500. They can be serious. They can be silly. You can answer them as fast and quickly as you want, or you can give me a long winner. It's entirely up to you. Take your turns. Um, They are all over the place. Seriously, they are random, so I apologise if some of them are super stupid, but it is (laughs) uh, what we do. But we do start with a serious one, and it's this. What is a realistic goal that you would like to achieve in Acres this year? Fuck nice. Um, probably getting more music out this year would be great. Are we taking turns? Or are we... Yeah, yeah, absolutely taking turns. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was waiting for the next question. I was going to let Alex. Oh, no, yeah, you would go as well. Yeah, I yeah, exactly the same as Alex. Like, we've been kind of making new music, and the goal was to to have new music out by the end of the year away from the album. So that is the definite kind of, we want to achieve that. Oh, incredible. Incredible. Okay. Living or passed on three musicians you'd love to have a drink with. Who's going first. Mm. Okay. Um, Pet Cobain. Villavallo. And probably Anthony Green. Oh, wow. Ooh. Mine would be Action Bronson. <laughs> um, who else? Who else do I like? Anthony Green. He's one of my favorite vocalists ever. And probably Wes Borland. 
Wow, that's yeah. incredibly. There's people with some insight into uh, your tastes and influences. I think. <laughs> yeah, man. Number three, your favorite Disney movie. Ooh, I it's hard. Either Robin Hood or The Rescuers Down Under. Oh, <laughs> Disney. Mm. Oh my god, I don't even know. Toy Story is not Disney, is it? Yeah. Is it? Disney Pixar, yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, Toy Story, all the way. I didn't, I didn't really think Pixar were the same thing. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Your worst habit. Oh, God. I breathe really heavily when I'm <laughs> concentrating and I get told <laughs> off for it constantly. I think that's Amazing. my... I slurp my tea a lot. Like my wife lit, throws daggers at me when I do that. And I do it, I don't know I'm doing it. And she's like, are you doing it on purpose? And I'm like, doing what? I'm like, slurp a cup of tea, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, told off, if I'm like on my laptop doing an email or doing something, she'll just be like, are you all right? <laughs> yeah, it's Amazing. Like, that's hilarious, guys. Uh, okay, something that could always make you smile no matter your mood. People throwing up makes me cry. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> as long as I can remember, if someone throws up, I'm going to piss myself. Okay. <laughs> People falling over. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm down with the Hawaiian. Okay, okay, complete opposite in the van. Love it, love it. All right, we're at the bar and I am buying the round. What am I ordering you? It's easy, Stella. <laughs> Stella, okay. Uh, it's Stella and a, and a Jack Daniels and Coke. <laughs> okay, so you're costing me two drinks. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you're in a horror movie and you're about to be killed. How do you want to go out? Killed by what though? Whatever could be anything. Oh God! Fuckings. Well, let's narrow it down. Actually, let's narrow that one down. You're in a slasher movie. All right, cool. Um, do you know that bit in scary movie where the chick's just like, <laughs> "Oh, do you want me to run?" And then she breaks her leg, and it, oh, somehow God. that would be cool. Just go out flipping a bird. Do you know what I mean? That would be rad. <laughs> Go out on, I don't know, on fire, fucking screaming at whoever's killing me, right at them. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love the imagination. Right, penultimate one, then. Have you ever had a rock star moment? And if so, what caused it? I don't think I have. Like a diva moment. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, I had. I've had a really bad diva moment. I went mental. Um, we were playing a show in the Netherlands somewhere and it was like a, it was like a, I don't even know what it was, like a youth centre youth center or something. And they had like a really budget like light rig. And um, there was a light above me, well, just in front of me shining and it was so bright, I couldn't see anything. 
and there was wherever I stood, there was like a shadow cast it like over my fretboard on my guitar. Oh for goodness sake! And I, I, we were like sound checking, and I was just like, I can't see my board. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Can you, can you move the light a bit? And then our old bassist was just like, oh, stop being a dickhead. Like, <laughs> they're not going to move the light. And I was like, got really mad at him instantly and then walked off and I was like I'm not getting back on stage until that fucking light changes <laughs> but yeah that's about it for me I, 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 been did the other... light get moved yeah good <laughs> yeah I feel like an arsehole this was years and years ago but it was like near the end of tour and I was we'd been out for like three weeks and you're at that point where the littlest thing can just set you off do you know what mm. I mean and yeah this one fucking spotlight in the Netherlands did it for me <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've had any major ones. I remember one time when I first started playing in bands mm. and I think Twitter was relatively new. I got verified on Twitter and then later that day in, in the evening, we tried to get into a club and the guy wouldn't let us in. And I remember saying, excuse me, mate, I'm verified on Twitter. Why don't you send me in? <laughs> <laughs> and I showed him my tick and he was just like, I don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> I had the opposite. Did I? Um, do you know Thecla in Bristol? Mm-hmm. We played. We played a show. It was. Um, it was me, our driver, a merch guy, and our photographer, and we went out in Bristol all night. And um, we decided that we were going to go clubbing, you know, and and then um, our old photographer was like, "Oh yeah, we'll go to Thecla. It's sick. It's a boat." And I was like, "Cool, let's go on a boat." And we were stood in the queue and I was really drunk and I was just like, I'm not queuing. So I walked up to the announcer and showed him my tour pass, which had like AAA on it, and they just let me in. And I was like, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> so we got free drinks all night. I we even got on stage uh, behind like the DJ decks. <laughs> and um there's a video of me doing the running man in front of like the whole crowd. And then the bouncer comes on and like taps me on the shoulder and I show him the pass and he just puts his thumbs up and walks oh, away. Amazing. Got like a whole night out of it. And it was just like I think we were touring for like climate so it was like a bullshit tour. No one came to any of the shows, but yeah, that was definitely a highlight. So we got some serious abuse of a triple A pass and serious abuse yeah, of verified Twitter <laughs> there as well. <laughs> amazing amazing right last one i'll let you get away the best thing about being in acres right now it's exciting i'm excited right yeah. now yeah um, it's it's nice to be active again and it's nice to have people interested in us again do you know what i mean that's it that's it really i think i think obviously like being in such a stale position for like the mm. last two years, three years is, um, yeah, it kind of sucked. Like watching your friends do shows and release music and stuff and you're just sat there like biding your time. I think it really got the better of me at one point. And now it's nice to like see that the new music that we've released is actually taking us further than the previous record, do you know what I mean? Like, even stuff like checking your monthly listens on Spotify is still exciting, do you know what I mean? Like, seeing that go up and 
all that kind of stuff. Yeah, just the really like lame stuff that no one really gives a fuck about is really exciting to me. But it is stuff that's incredibly important. And I, I am absolutely over the moon to hear that you are feeling so excited, but also that that interest is well-deserved. The interest and the drive and the passion that people are currently feeling for Acres is more than deserved. Burning Throne is out now. If you haven't heard it yet, listen to me, listen to the guys, go check this out. It is amazing. Gents, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?